This is the Commission Church Online. Welcome to our podcast. We want to be a church who brings heaven on earth through the word of God and the love of Christ. I pray this week's message blesses you. How are y'all doing this morning? Good. It's a great day to be in the house of the Lord. Oh, man. Wow. What a powerful time of worship. Amen. Um. yeah, what a man! I'm I, I'm so glad that we get to we get to participate in worship, and then we continue on in worship now. Even even there's no there may not be any song, but there there is it's it's worship of just reverence to the Lord and His Word. Amen. Uh, I want to do something a little different to start off this uh, this morning uh, before we get into until we get into scripture until we get into the message. Uh, if we would all, I know we just finished standing for for worship, but if you would all stand with me again, and I would I, I want us to to posture our hearts before the Lord. And I specifically, I know Pastor uh, prayed for the message, but I want to pray for a specifically a spirit of wisdom and a spirit of revelation. Paul talks about this, and and he says this is his prayer that we would have wisdom. And revelation, uh, he 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 says in in, in his scripture that that he, the the gospel that he has that he received it's not a gospel that was he received by man and he said it wasn't a gospel that I was even taught. He said it was a gospel I received through the holy through, through the through the revelation of Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. So I would like for us to posture ourselves in that in that in that in that stance and that uh, that um, approach that we would have that spirit of wisdom and revelation as we listen to the word. Amen. Um, let's just all lift our voices and just praise him and just give him thanks. Come on. We don't need a band. We don't need a band to, to lift the, the, the roof off this place. Jesus, we thank you, God. We praise you, Jesus. You're a God of miracles. You're a God of power, of healing, God of love, Jesus. We thank you for who you are in this place, God. We thank you for who you are, for what you do. Jesus for your heart God we ask that your heart would come and move in this place God that you would reveal yourself for who you are God not an image of you not an idea of you but you yourself God would you reveal you in this place Jesus come on just five seconds ten seconds just lift up your own prayer to him we don't need a band we don't need a band come in Jesus name Jesus name in Jesus name ten seconds ten seconds just raise your voice Lift up a shout, lift up a prayer to him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Yeah, that's it. We, we don't need music behind us. We don't need a keys. We don't need drums. Our voice is onto the Lord. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you in this place. We thank you in this place, Jesus. God, I pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation, God, that we would have eyes to see and ears to hear, Jesus, what you have for us this morning, Jesus, that we would come expectant, and it wouldn't just be a routine, it wouldn't just be a routine, God, but we, we, we would be receiving what you have through the Holy Spirit, God. Not something taught by man, not something that's, that's, that's received by man or by or any, any of that, God, but simply by your revelation of Jesus, your spirit, and would it, would it guide us and would it permeate our hearts, God, that this word would sink in deep, Jesus, in your name, we pray, amen, amen. You guys can go ahead and have a seat. Man, it has been an awesome time just learning about worship. I, I know uh, 
Many of you had, have enjoyed our last our la- last Sunday. Um, man, we went. I know uh, this service went a little over last Sunday, and that was just awesome. Of just getting, just seeing an outpouring. And I don't know about you, but just as Pastor said this morning, man, there is such a a thick, tangible presence in this place. And and um, man, we get we get to be in that, and we get to participate in that. Um, <clears throat> And um, so today will be, of course, as, as we know, this will be the last day of, of the worship miniseries, but worship doesn't end here. Worship continues on. Um, but man, it's just been a powerful time. Amen. Um, if you will, we're going to go ahead and start, and we're going to start with the word, because that's always great. Let's go to Ephesians 6, if you would. Turn with me or swipe with me. And we're going to go to Ephesians 6, and we're going to start, and we're only going to read chapter 12. Ephesians 6, 12, and if you would say amen when you're there. Amen. Here we go. All right. Verse uh, verse 12. We're going to start. And for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Man, that is heavy, weighty. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, and, but against the rulers, against, against present darkness powers. And the why, the, the why I'm reading this is because we have, we, 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 the world we live in is consumed by a spiritual warfare that's going on, whether we want to accept it or not, whether we see it or not. We are in warfare. We are in warfare. And, and we're going we're gonna to get into to why we're talking about spiritual warfare here. Um, you know, last, last Sunday we talked about the whys of worship. And so the, the whys of worship is we, we learned that it's a, it's, a, it's a sacrifice to the Lord. We worship because it's a sacrifice to him. Whether that's you come in and whenever, if you're tired or there's things going throughout the week, uh, we offer that sacrifice of praise, of lifting our hands, of maybe it's uh, providing a space for someone to stay. Whatever it is, it's a sacrifice unto the Lord, and we, and we, we, we get to do that. It's, it's, what we, it's what we do. It's our why of worship. Another why we discuss um, is uh, we worship because it's a response. Because of the presence of God and his presence and him coming in deserves a response. And so we talked about that. That's another one of our whys. And another why we discussed as well was we worship God because it's our heart, heart posture. Now, why, why, why is that a why? Heart posture. Like, you would think that's more of like a how, right? Or, or, or like a, you know. But the reason why it's a why is because we have a now, we now have a new heart, God, our, our old man is died. Like we're, 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 it's dead. And we would get to be baptized into the death of Jesus and raised to life. And now we have this new heart of flesh. And the great thing about this new heart of flesh is that it is hardwired to please God. The word says that the, the law of God, God is now written on our hearts. Written on our hearts. We are now hardwired to please him, to obey him, to, 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 to have faith in him, to look to him. So our why is that, our why is I have a new heart. I 
have that new heart. And that's why we can, we can, we can worship from that heart posture. And today, when, the, the reason we're starting here with Ephesians 6.12 is because we ha- we're, we're going to go in t- and enter into our new why. And, and I believe that to, to, just to preface, just to start off, to lay a little bit of foundation, is we are in the middle of a spiritual warfare. Like, like it's everywhere, Right. And, and, and we tend to forget this and we can go out through our days. And I want to real quick, I want to break down three different types of, 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 of people here. And I don't want to call anyone out, but there's 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 a one person. There's a one group of category of people where they believe, oh, well, there is no spiritual warfare. Like just simply just don't believe it. Like, uh, you know, why, why are we talking about why are we talking about demons or angels and this and that battles going on? And there, there's a certain category uh, that people that 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 I shouldn't say category, but a group of people that believe that, you know, um, and I would submit to you, the Bible is very, very clear that we are, you know, just as we read here in Ephesians 6, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. Of course, it's, it's, it's not, it's easy to overlook it, but we're, we're wrestling against principalities, against things in the spirit. Um, then there's also a second category, uh, second group of people who have a belief system that, oh, there is a fight, but I don't really have to do anything. Like, God's already won the battle, is, you know? And, and, I'm, and I'm not saying that's not true, because um, God has won the battle, amen, but there, there's, a, there's a, a type of complacency when it comes to that, if, if we just like, okay, well, I have, I have, there's nothing... There's nothing left. And I would, if, if, if that's you or if you've heard that, I would submit to you that if we're not called to participate in a spiritual battle, then why do we have the armor of God? The spiritual armor of God. We, we are called to be participants in a battle. This is, it's, 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 there's a, there is a war. And there, there's a third category, third group, third belief system. And this is the hyper-spiritual, everything is a demon. Everything is coming against me, man. I... I <laughs> And, and, you know, it, we'll see examples like this, like, oh, man, like, I, I, was, I was late to work today. Man, the devil's really hard at work. Or uh, I was driving, and, I, and, man, it was just been a bad day already. I didn't eat my breakfast. And then I, 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 I look outside, and, and there's a nail in my tire. Man, the de- demons are just hard at work today. And it's really just you ran through a, a construction zone. So it's not, it's not all, <laughs> and, and of course, there, like I said, there are, there are some truths, you know, uh, to, to each of these, um, but I, I would also submit to you, don't give that much attention to the, the enemy and what he's doing. Um, we, just live in, we just live in a world like that where things happen. Um, but there's those, those three main categories or three main groups or belief systems um, and that's just, I just want to lay that foundation that, yes, there are truths to this, but if we, if we come to an, an understanding that there is a battle and there is a spiritual war that's going on and there's things that take place in the unseen that we, that we maybe go unaware of and, and we are called to be participants, we're called to, to stand in faith um, and, t- you know, take, take up that shield of faith. Ooh, take up that shield of faith. Um, I also want to preface before we continue on. I want us to be careful, and I know there. I know there's a statement, and maybe you've said it before, and maybe you've heard someone say this statement before. I think I believe I've said it before, but I've, I've, I've tried to stay away from it. Um, and I want to say this as well. This is not that the statement is not true. Okay, it's not that the statement is not true, but I want us to be careful of our approach to this moving forward. Is that we hear this all the time, and it's along the lines of. 
we're just entering into really dark days. Uh, days are just getting really darker and this world is just getting in and we're, we're coming at it from we're just been in a, in a decline ever since the start of the world. And, and while there is truth to that, yes, so there, there's things that are, all, that are always coming against us, coming against the world. There's always dark things going on. Um, but my, my caution to you is that don't let that be your focus and don't let it be your approach. Yes, things are getting darker, but that is much more of an opportunity as us, as the lowercase and uppercase C church, to spread the light. We are called to spread the light. How much, how much more would light abound? If, if, it's, if, it's, if it's darker, the darker it gets, that's just the more that the light will actually shine. And I know it's a cliche type, a corny type of saying, but it's true. We have this opportunity that, yes, if times are getting dark or darker, we have an approach that says, I, have, I serve a God that's already won the victory. He's given us the tools. He's given us the armor to spread the light. We're called to be witnesses. We're not here to be scared of the darkness. We're here to be in the dark and a light in the darkness. I would just caution you with saying that or, or, or coming to an understanding that it, times are just getting darker. It's, it's sort of like a spiritual pessimism. But times, is, it's just more of an opportunity. It's an opportunity to spread the light. And if the church is doing its job, then things should be getting a little brighter. Things should be getting a little brighter. And I believe, I believe they are. Dark powers, they come together. Generals in the, arm, in the army of Satan, they come together and they do rituals years throughout. And, 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 and I, I know this is like something you don't hear a lot throughout, like in a regular Sunday service, but it's true. There's things that go on throughout the year, uh, specifically things like during Easter, Easter night, Good Friday, uh, Christmas, Christmas Eve. There's things going on that people uh, uh, in, that, are, that are working for the devil, they set up and there's, there's curses that are being thrown, there's spells that are being thrown. And, and, and we need to be aware. We need to be aware and prepped and understand that, hey, we're in a battle. There's things that are coming against like uh, we, 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 can't, we can't be complacent in this. Because people, uh, darkness, dark powers, they're not, they're not stopping. Why should we? We're in, a, we're in a battle. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. If you would, if you would uh, while, I, while I talk here, if we'll switch to Psalms 33. And as you're turning there, um, I want to draw your attention to a name that that God is known as, and, uh, and I hope I'm not, I'm saying this right, but it's, it will be on the screen, it's Jehovah Sabaoth. This, is, this name means Lord of hosts. Lord of hosts. Our God is the God of angel armies. Our God is the God of angel armies. And if, if God has an army, that means there's a warfare. There's something to, to be fought. Psalms 33, let me get there. Psalm 33, and I don't believe every verse is going to be, but we'll have the key. We'll have the key verses that I want us to look at this morning. Psalms 33, verse one through four. We're going to go ahead and read that. It says, "Shout for joy in the Lord, O you righteous! Praise befits the upright." Verse two: Give thanks to the Lord with a lyre; uh, make melody to Him with a harp of ten strings. Sing to Him a new song. 
Play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts, for the word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. Now, let's stop here. What's already being, being, being like laid as a foundation is praise, singing God a new song, being in that posture of worship. This is, let's, that's our foundation for the rest of the scripture that we're going into, is lift up a shout, give thanks to the Lord, sing to him a new song, play skillfully before him. And then we jump down to verse 16, and he, he continues on with this, and he says, the king is not saved by his great army, a warrior is not delivered by his great strength. Verse 17, the war horse is a false hope for salvation, but its great might it cannot rescue. Verse 20, then he goes down, and you can, you can feel free to read in between, but verse 20 says, our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. If anything, we can understand that it's made clear that the Lord, that the king is the one that provides the victory. The king provides the victory. And as we see, just based off of, of how the scripture is laid down and the, the foundation of it's laid down is this happens. He provides a victory when we lift up a new song, when we lift up a shout of praise, when we worship him. You see, I don't, I don't know if anyone here has been in the military or has a family member in the military, a friend in the military. I have a few friends that have been in the military and uh, and. You know, it's, it's something that you don't see that. You don't see like a commander and he tells us, he, he says like, oh, well, my army's not going to save me. You know, or, or we, have, we have armies for defenses. And for this kind of scripture to be stated at this time, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy because kings had armies. And armies, armies were what, what kind of saved the city, you know? It was, if you go into a battle, that's how you defended yourself, or that's how you took land. You had armies. But, but here in the Psalms, it's saying the king isn't actually saved by his great army. A warrior is not delivered by his great strength. And, what we, and, and, and so what we see is that God, uh, he is in control. He has his, his victory. And, and while we participate, we are not what rescues God. God is, is, of course, we, he, he's the one that rescues us, but he is the commander-in-chief. And, 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 and I, I have friends in, and friends in the military and who were part of the military. And if, if you know anything about military, anything, you know that troops or anybody will not go anywhere, will not do any type of rescue mission. They won't do any type of scouting. They won't do any type, engage in any type of gunfight, nothing. They won't fly over territory without receiving a command. They won't do it on, if they do it on their own, that's bad news, but they will always receive a command from the commander, from, from whoever is giving orders, they will receive it. It comes from, uh, from top to bottom. They will receive that order. And if our God is Lord of hosts and he's our commander in chief, I believe we as a church have a responsibility to come to him and get commands Get commands and listen to him and seek him because he, he is in control. He sees it all. And we are there to be, uh, uh, in a sense, soldiers in the spirit, waiting for his command. And I feel like there's a disconnect here, so I want to help some people. I want to help some people out. So we're going to continue on in scripture. I hope that's okay. We're a Bible reading church. Let's go to Second Chronicles. And I, I want to show this kind of... Uh, uh, laid out a little bit so we can see a little bit more clearly. We're going to go to 2 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles 20, and I'll give you guys some time to flip there.
Psalms 20. And we're going to start here at verse 1. And to just kind of give some context, uh, we're talking, this, this, this scripture, this story is talking about King Jehoshaphat, and he's, uh, he's uh, king of Judah at the time, and he's, he's, one, of those, he's one of the good kings, one of the good kings. He, he, he obeys the Lord, he loves the Lord, um, he, keeps, he keeps his commandments, and, and he has at the time, he um, has about three nations coming against him in, 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 in his nation. So here we start here. Uh, I believe they, they received the news. So verse, 20, uh, verse 1, in chapter 20 says, After this, the Moabites, the Ammonites, and with them some of the Minunites and the Gigabites and the Termites came against Jehoshaphat for battle. Some men came and told Jehoshaphat, A great multitude is coming against you from Edom, from beyond the sea, and behold, they are Hazazon Tamar. Then Jehoshaphat was afraid... So he was just told that all these nations are coming against him. And now he said he's afraid, as you should be, and set his face to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Verse 4 says, And Judah assembled to seek help from the Lord from all the cities of Judah, and they came to seek the Lord. Let's pause right here. And I hope you're following along because not all the verses will be up here. But the, the reason why we're pausing here at verse 4 is because Judah assembled to seek help from the Lord. They just got this horrible news that there's three, it's a three to one. It's a three, I don't know if you, like, if you've ever, me, I'm a video game person. If you're, if you're going against three people and you're one person, like, it's a, it's a big deal. Maybe you're a sports person and, like, you know, you're playing just street, street basketball or something and you're up against three people and they want to team up. You know, it's bad news. But imagine three armies coming against you, three nations coming against one army and you just, Man, you're doomed. From the looks of it, you're doomed. And they, what they do is, yes, he's afraid, and they, but they seek help from the Lord. From all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. A God they don't see, an army they do see, but a God they don't see. And they seek the Lord. Let's continue. Verse 5. It says, And Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah in Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. Verse 6, And said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nation, and your hand are powerful in might, so that none is able to withstand you. Did you not, our God, drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? And they have lived in it and have built for you in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, if disaster comes upon us, the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine will stand before his house and before you, for your name is in this house, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. Verse 10 says, and now behold. So, so this, this, the, he's speaking to God, and he's saying all these things that you did before, and now behold. The men of Ammon and the Moab and the Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came from the land of Egypt. In other words, he said, you could have stopped this earlier. And whom they avoided and did not destroy. Behold, catch this, verse 11. Behold, they reward us by coming to drive us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. Let's pause here. Verse 11, so he just finished explaining to God like all these things that he did and like, was that not you, God? And he says, but now behold, I have all these nations coming against me. And, and, then, and then 
And then he says, and then he says, the, the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, who, who would you not let invade, uh, you would not let Israel invade. Behold, they are coming to drive us out of your possession, which you have given to us. And so I want us to focus in on this is that while there is a war to be had, there's already a war here. See, uh, let me help some of you. Jehoshaphat knew from the get-go, after seeking the Lord, he tells the Lord, hey, God, this is already yours. This is yours. And he says, I, uh, he, he says, which you have given us, he understands that it is his possession. It, it, is, it, is, it is, well, the Lord's possession, but it was his inheritance, the nation's inheritance. And, and let's, let's continue. Verse 12, O our God, will you not execute judgment on them? For we are powerless against this great horde that is com coming against us. We do not know what to do. But our eyes are on you. Wow. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Sometimes we don't know what to do. And oftentimes when we don't know what to do, we... we, we we can get into like grab, grab, grab culture or try to find any type of resource, YouTube. <laughs> we try to, we, we go to people for advice and that while that's all encouraged, there's something that we can learn from this is that they didn't know what to do, but their eyes were on him. Waiting for his command. Waiting, God, what do you want us to do? I don't, it, it's, it's, a, it's a matter of laying your pride aside, laying, laying it down that I know I got it all figured out and I know what to do in this situation, always having to plan A, B, C, D, all the way to Z, but they let it all aside and they said, we have our eyes on you. What is it that you want to do? Let's continue reading. Meanwhile, all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, this is verse 13, and their children, verse 14, and the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehazel, uh, the son of Zechariah, son of Beniah, son of Jael, son, son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph. Man, I've done that for service already. It's still hard. In the midst of the assembly, and he said, listen, all Judah, and inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you. So this is the spirit of God speaking through him. He says, do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed at this great horde for, uh, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go down against them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz. You will find them at the end of the valley, east of the wilderness of Jeruel. Verse 17, you will not need to fight in this battle. Stand firm, hold your position, and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, and the Lord will be with you. Wow. What a word to take with you in the, in, into a battle. And so I want, us, I want us to keep tracking on here. They had horrible news, and they sought the Lord. When they're seeking the Lord, brutally honest, and they give the, they give the Lord all their concerns, all their worries, and, and then, and then they, they establish the truth. 
They're coming for a possession that they come in to, to, to steal your possession that that's our inheritance. They establish it with the truth, and they get all together, all 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 the, all the, the nation of Judah, and they get together and they receive a word from the Lord. And this word is their promise going into the battle. And I my prayer is that we would be a people that when we face things that 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 are overwhelming to us, and it's okay if things are overwhelming to us. We're not supposed to be bigger than, than, than many things in this world, but if it's overwhelming, if it's something that scares you, if it's, there's a decision you have to make, if there's a, a plan that you have or a business you have or a job that you're trying to get or whatever it is, maybe you, maybe you haven't been sleeping well, maybe, maybe you just are, are haunted by night terrors or dreams or whatever it is, or maybe, maybe it's a, a, a mental illness that you're struggling with, maybe it's depression or anxiety, whatever these things are, my prayer is that we would learn to seek the Lord first. And you see what happens when they seek the Lord is, is God is a God that speaks, amen. And the one thing that they get is a word. A word. And as we see, when we, when we receive a word from the Lord, when we receive a promise by the Lord, you're protected by that promise. Church, we are protected by promise. When you receive a word from the Lord entering into a season, that's your, that's your protection. It's not, just your, it's not just a promise, it's not just a word, it's a protection. Because if the Lord has given you something, nothing can take that away. Nothing can take that away. A gift from the Lord is only, can only be taken from the Lord. He's the God that gives and takes away. But if the enemy cannot steal, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But if the Lord has given it to you, it's your, it's your inheritance. And, but this is where we come in as a church, where we receive that command of what to do next. And this is what you, let's keep, let's keep reading so we can, we can track along on this. Uh, verse 18, then Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And the Levites and the Kohathites and the Korahites stood up to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. Verse 20, and they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, Judah, inhabitants of Jerusalem. Catch this. Believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. Believe in his prophets and you will succeed. He didn't say, you better have been trained up because we're going to battle. He didn't say, I hope your knives are sharpened. I hope this and that. He says, believe in the Lord, your God. He's speaking to an army. He's speaking to a nation. And he's saying, believe in the Lord, your God, and you will be established. Believe his prophets and you will succeed. Verse 21. And when they had taken counsel with the people, he appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy attire as they went out before the army and said, give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. Verse 22, and when they began to sing and praise, the Lord sent an ambush against the men of Ammon, Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah so that they were routed. Verse 23, for the men of Ammon, Ammon and Moab rose against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, devoting them to destruction. And when they had made an end to the inhabitants of Seir, they all helped to destroy one another. 
They didn't do anything but praise. They didn't do anything but worship. And the Lord fought their battle. And this is, this is why we, pre- we started with Psalms 33. It's not the king who needs rescuing. It's the king that provides the victory when we shout a, shout a praise, when we sing to him a new song, when we give him glory. The Lord is fighting our battles on our behalf. The battle belongs to him. If the battle belongs to him, it's his responsibility to finish it. Oh, I feel like someone needs to hear that. If if the battle belongs to him, it's not on you. It's not on you. You worship him. You give him praise because you know he will fulfill what he said he would. You give him praise because you know he is the God of angel armies. That he's fighting on your behalf. Come on. I want to... I want, I want to, to continue here in verse 24. I know we're reading a lot. When Judah came to the watchtower of the wilderness, they looked towards the horde, and behold, there were dead bodies lying on the ground. None had escaped. When Jehoshaphat and his, and his people came to take their spoil, they found among them in great numbers goods, clothing, and precious things, which they took for themselves until they could carry no more. They didn't fight the battle. They simply worshipped worshipped. And they reaped a benefit that they didn't even earn. They did none of the physical work, none of the physical labor. They simply praised. They fixed their eyes on him. Just like, just like we read, they, we do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. They looked to him. They worshiped him, praised him. And the Lord fought their battle and they reaped. They reaped. God is so good. What kind of God would do that? What kind of king would do that? Hey, I just did all this work for you. Here you go. That is a God, a generous God, a loving God. And, they, and, and, and the, I, I believe the reason why they were able to do that with such faith is because they sought the Lord. They looked to the Lord and they got a word from the Lord. I would encourage you, church, if you're coming against something before you do anything else, seek the Lord. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't stop till you hear a word. God speaks. God speaks. And I would encourage you in times where you just can't hear, because there are times, and that's not to put any shame on anyone, but there are times where we can't, we don't hear the word, the, the voice of God, where there's just so much emotion that rises up and we, we have trouble with it. Those are times where it's important to Maybe you're not, not able to trust in something you heard from the Lord, but it's time to trust his character. And we learn his character through the word, that he's a God that fights our battles. He's working all things for the good of those who love him. God, uh, Isaiah 55 says, the word of the Lord will not return to him void. When you receive that word of the Lord, you can rest in that because that is a promise. We're protected by promise. I feel like someone needs to write that down. I am protected by promise. You see, if the word of the Lord doesn't come back void, that means there's nothing that can stand against that word. If we were to shut down all of the lights here and one light switch, and I told, I, I, I told them to, to, to flip a light switch, there is no question about it that lights would appear, that we would have light in this room. doesn't matter how dark, how pitch black it got, as soon as the light switch is turned on, it is instant we have light. Darkness is not consuming the light. But light drives out darkness. 
So the word of the Lord, when he speaks, there's no question about it that things, that things happen. When God enters the room, there's no question about it. To heal, to bring deliverance, to bring clarity, to bring perspective, to bring freshness, to bring life. There's no question about it. When the Lord gives you a word, there's no question about it. I want us to, 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 to transition into our next one. Worship team, you can go ahead and come up. In chapter 20, verse 12, down at the bottom, remember we said, we saw, it says, we do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Worship begins and comes from a heart that is beholding God. Worship is beholding. No matter what it is, I pray that we would be a people that we would keep our eyes, that we would keep our eyes on, on Jesus. No matter the battle that lies ahead, no matter the, ter- the, the aftermath, maybe you've just gotten out of something horrible and, and there's just so much aftermath to it. And my prayer is that you would keep your eyes on him. We sang this, uh, we, we sang this morning, uh, uh, my beloved is, is the most beautiful among thousands. How crazy it is that we get to sing that, that he's beautiful. When everything around us that may be coming against us, that may be tormenting us is the opposite. Worship is beholding. Put your eyes on Jesus. He's not a ticket to heaven. He's not, he's not, he's not, heaven is not the end goal. Jesus is the end goal. The Lord, God, he's our end goal. If we keep believing that I'll be okay once I get to heaven, that, I'll, that my breakthrough will come when I get to heaven, that I'll be, not be struggling with this sin issue, and, to, and once I get to heaven, it'll all be taken away. We're making death our savior. Idolizing death Jesus came to, to bring heaven to earth. So I would encourage you to come with expectancy. When there's things coming against you, whenever, no matter how deep it is, have an expectancy that I can still experience heaven here. We sang this morning, my eyes will see your glory. My eyes will see your glory. We get to participate. We get to be in that glory. You see, in, 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 the, in, in, in Genesis, actually, if you would turn with me to Genesis real quick. Let's go to Genesis, uh, I believe it's chapter 2. We talk about, you know, we, we, hear, the, we hear the verse that says in Romans that we've all fallen short of the glory of God. Let's talk about the glory that we've, that mankind fell from. If there was a glory that they fell from, that means that there was a glory that they were, they were in in the first place. Verse two, uh, I mean not verse two, chapter two, and uh, verse twenty-four says, "Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh." Verse twenty-five, and the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Let's go to, down to chapter 3 now. 
Verse 6 says, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was not to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Verse 7, Then the eyes were both opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. Verse 8, let's continue. And then they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said, where are you? God had been showing there every day walking love himself was in that garden walking with them day in and day out and he goes and follows his 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 his, his normal schedule and he's where are you this is the first time mankind hid themselves from the lord and i know i know we're talking about worship but follow with me verse 10 and he said i heard the sound of you in the garden and i was afraid because i was naked and i hid myself and verse 11 says, God says, who told you that you were naked? And I just picture this, this heartbreaking moment. I, I, don't, I don't know how you read it, but I read it like God, love, and was in that garden. And they were, they were together enjoying themselves in perfectness. He's like, who told you that? Who told you you were naked? You, weren't, you know, you weren't, supposed to know, you weren't supposed to know that. And see, the, if you're not catching along, is, is that mankind looked at themselves for the first time in history. Mankind looked at themselves for the first time in history and judged themselves. And it was a wrongful judgment. See, they, they, they didn't realize that, like, they weren't concerned about the, them being rebelled. They were concerned that they were naked and they wrongfully judged that as wrong. The nakedness wasn't the wrong thing, but they looked at themselves for the first time and it took their eyes off of God and they hid themselves. For the first time, man had fallen from glory. Why? because their eyes got taken off of God. May we look to Jesus. Whatever we're walking through, whatever we're dealing with, whether how many times we mess up, may we continue to look at God. There's a verse in Romans 8. I'll read it to you, uh, but you, you can always follow along. Verse 8 says, verse 12, I mean, chapter 8, verse 12 says, So then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. That word according, translated, is a word uh, uh, known as kata. And this word means to come down from a higher place to a lower place. Come down from a higher place to a lower place. 
May we live according to the spirit and not the flesh. May we look towards the thing. The, the, the word says that we, we are to, to fix our eyes on the things of, of the heaven, to, to put our minds on, on the things of heaven. The book of Matthew, uh, Jesus says that the eye is the lamp of the uh, lamp of the body, and if the if the eye is unhealthy, so will the if the eye is healthy, so will the rest of the body, and if the eye has, is 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 consumed by darkness, so will the rest of the body. Man, what we look at, what we behold, is so important. Can we fix our eyes on Jesus? Not just this morning, but as we go out, can we focus our eyes on Jesus? Because. Man, as soon as they looked to themselves, it was downhill. Let's look to Jesus. Thank you for listening. We love bringing you the word on so many different platforms. We are so thankful for what God is doing in and through us. We'd love for you to subscribe so you don't miss out. And don't forget to share this message if it has blessed you.